What is up, everybody? It is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcaster, Rafa Sparza, coming to you with a very special episode of the Grappling Hour. But first, we want to give our thanks to BioPro Plus. If you guys are looking to find ways to be younger, get yourself more on the mats, and in a good way. Most of you get on the mats in a bad way, and I, I don't want to judge you because it's not like I'm good at jiu-jitsu. But if you are looking to be better, healthier, younger, faster, and more importantly, have ways of showing that even though you might be losing a step here and there, you're actually still a beast on the mats. You got to get yourself some Bio Pro Plus. And if you use the promo code Grappling Hour, you will get $30 off. Yes, they were dumb enough to give you guys $30 off. Use the promo code Grappling Hour. And again, non synthetic HGH. Just saying, not a lot of you are that strong. I know. Uh, I did get a question here, and man, I already know uh, I got somebody who's going to want to be told a certain thing in a certain way about this question. But our guest today, we're going live. We don't normally do these live. I know you guys see this. You can go to our high.page backslash grappling hour to become a member of our show so that you get 30 days of access or premium content that nobody else gets to see. However, we're not doing this one behind our normal 30-day 
paywall because it's for the public good. This one, there is a public service about this one. And what's the public service? Well, Josh LaDuke has been putting on excellent tournaments for years. And I gotta say, I think this might be one of his best cards that he's put together. He can tell me differently. He might be like, oh, Raph, back in 2018, I actually put together one tournament that was so superior to this one. But because this is the one that's coming up, I gotta plug this one more, so this is the greatest of all time. He might lie to me. I don't care. Promoters do that. But I'm telling you, as a party that has just witnessed the card that I have seen multiple times, this bracket is stacked. And because of that, we decided to bring him back on the show this week and see where he's at, see what he's doing. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him, I think. Depends on who you're actually. It depends on if you go to certain schools, if I'm being honest. Certain schools may not love him. But we love him here on the show. Please welcome back to the show, Josh LaDuke. Josh, how are you doing, sir? Raph, are you telling me I can get $30 off synthetic HGH? Yes, I absolutely am. You know, it's very funny. Yeah. The ads normally don't talk back to me. But yes, I, I am telling you that. It's going to be a problem for a lot of people here soon. So I'm going <laughs> to definitely have to plug that sponsor and get my synthetic HGH and get... Uh, Nice and juicy. Got to keep up with uh, Steve Joachim. You know, I actually think he is close to you. So uh, I've uh, I've already made the plug to him because I was like, do you train? And he goes, uh, no, but I'm meaning to. And I was like, I literally have a billion gyms I can send you to in Florida. Yeah. And I told him, he's like, yeah, so if I just look up some in, in Florida, I'd be okay. And I was like, well, hold on. Um, Depends. Do you want to get diddled or not? Hmm. Uh, you should just call me before you go to a gym. I don't I don't have enough time on this call to get into that. Uh, but yes, already, just two seconds into this, Josh, we already have a question for you. I'm going to put the camera on you. But the question, two, sort of, and this one comes from Kevin Phillips, and it says, ask him who the barber slash the best barber slash training partner is and why he's been ducking me about gambling lines for his next tournament. Say that one more time. You, you froze up on me. Of course. And it, Kevin is asking you, ask him who the best barber slash training partner is and why he's been ducking me about gambling lines for his next tournament. Gambling lines. I don't even know. So actually gambling lines. I got to get this out. I'm waiting to uh, hear back. I think I messaged Seth about that. So I'm trying to get some gambling lines on this one. The best barber, as you can tell, training partner, Gino Tutero, one of my black belts, keeping me faded up. If you saw my, uh, Instagram post the other day. I'm looking very nice because uh, Gino cuts me up in the gym while I'm holding my kid and stuff like that. You know, dad life. Yeah, I did see uh, that. And I think that's part of the reason why Kevin wanted to know is because yeah. he saw that photo of you. And that looked like something out of a ye old time sort of photo where the sun <laughs> is sitting and very stoically and then you're just getting it randomly haircut. Like if you put an old filter on that, they'd be like, well, back in 1932, this young man was sitting here while Dude. the Great Depression hit. My wife was like, this looks like a generational picture because, I mean, Gina is just like a bigger, like, Italian version of me. And then my kid's sitting on my lap. And, I mean, dude, you saw that picture. My kid's a fucking weirdo. He looks like a Chucky doll in that picture. And, I mean, he's fucking all I love him. But, he, yeah, he's uh, he's something else. I would say that if your kid saw this, he'd have to go to some sort of therapy. But I think we know that's coming down the line dude. at some point. Well, Yeah, I, by the time my kid's old enough to come around, everyone's fucked. So, yeah. <laughs> I should say. I think we've already congratulated you on the kid, but I, I want to congratulate you for keeping him alive. So yeah, I mean, that's a he's big coming one. up on 
coming up on two years now. So I mean, Ooh. he's he's doing all right, man. He's doing all right. Not I haven't squished him, haven't killed him, I haven't. He, he shoots double legs and hits hits pads now. So you know he's doing all right. That's amazing. And yeah. what would you say you have learned most about fatherhood so far, sir? It's pretty much exactly the same as taking care of athletes. Like the the guys that I work with, and I mean, I love them. Like you can attest to this. They are basically children. They are basically uh, high level grappling children with the social skills of a two year old. So uh, that's pretty much all I've learned. It's just as easy as taking care of my grapplers. Uh, I have another question here from Kevin who says, Josh has been called a lot of things. A public service is a new one. Well, sure, I can get behind that, Kev. And listen, normally our hate is well-placed, but the tournament is really good. So let me get this straight because at times when I was looking at it, I would say to myself, is this an absolute? Because all of these grapplers, I don't know if I put them in the same weight classes, but they're pretty close. So what are we looking at? Is it like, how did you come up with this tournament? I know that you do so many, but what made this one particularly special to you? Uh, I mean, I kind of, because of the kid realized like, okay, I need to kind of prioritize the amount of events I'm running, you know? And if I'm going to run a smaller amount of events, I want to do them at a bigger scale. So we, we've done $10,000 events in the past, um, had previous partners then, I had different situations going on where I wasn't necessarily prepared to run at that kind of scale, you know? So we took all the fail, or not necessarily failures, because they were all successful events, great events, uh, but we took all the lessons from the previous events, and I've spent the last year and a half since my child was born, like really getting my tournament game down to a science adding in new people to work the back end i mean that's the biggest thing with this one is like you'll see on the pay-per-view like we got an overlay guy now we got a social media guy we got a lot of people that are really invested in this dream so uh really focusing on that and then i was like okay i want to i want to throw a ten thousand dollar tournament it was just kind of deciding what weight class at that point you know uh there was just the 155 at emerald there was like you see a lot of 145 155 170 you know combat jiu-jitsu did an 85 and a 205 it it wasn't necessarily like the guys i wanted to see in that bracket you know so i I figured let's give some love to these bigger guys we're doing a 205 division and it's interesting because like you said a lot of these guys compete in different weight classes like dan martinez he's a 205er but like he doesn't cut weight you know Hunter Colvin, he can be an 85er, but he also competes at 205. Elijah Carlton, Ryan Aiken, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you got Devontae Johnson. You know, Devontae Johnson, yep. 218 at ADCC, cutting down for this one. Uh, he actually just posted on Instagram today that he was 206. So, I mean, I, I had a hard time thinking he was going to make weight. Otherwise, honestly, I would have invited him in the first place. I just didn't think he could make 205. And, uh, yeah, now we got a whole bunch of – killers all in that one way class so i'm super excited about it does the instagram's instagram stalking take on a new heat when you are the promoter when you see them and you're like all right still fat cool <laughs> less fat cool don't say that idiot uh like <laughs> does that take on a new role when you're like Bro. the guy in charge dude i mean it's it's a little bit of that because i mean i love these guys but you know they're they're competitors yep. and they're uh, 
not necessarily minding the P's and Q's. I'm like, all right, let's make sure these guys aren't doing anything that's going to fucking get them canceled because that's something now in jiu-jitsu we got to watch out for. Sure. And it's also like, all right, let's make sure these guys aren't like competing the day before because that's something I'm having to deal with now. And it's like, are you on weight? Do you look like you're training? And yeah, it, it's it's a uh, the the not necessarily stress, but the factors start <laughs> to increase as the prize pool increases. You know, yep. it's less worried about people dropping out because at a ten thousand dollar tournament, that's the nicest thing about this is that I've kind of minimized last minute pullouts because of the amount of prize. You know, yeah. Uh, but it's like, okay, let's make sure these guys don't get hurt. Wrap yourselves in fucking bubble wrap. You know. Yeah, I think that's always the hardest part is I try to tell people when I roll with them, I'll always remind them and I'll be like, hey, listen, we should probably be you know, scaling down at this point. And they'll be like, no, we can still go hard. I was like, no, you can do whatever Dude. you want. I'm not doing shit to you because listen, like, you know what it is, is it's like I tell people, I go, it's not because I think I'm going to like hurt you when we're rolling. I just think something dumb's going to happen. And if you keep increasing that ability, you don't make the monies. You don't make the monies, you get sad. And then we got to do this whole Raph gives you free therapy bullshit, which I'm not going to do. So just think for the long term. Dude, I get it, man. Like, so John Combs is training with us, and he's got a match this weekend against Jim Adler's. And yesterday, he's fucking, like, rolling like a madman. I'm like, hey, John. It's Wednesday. You're competing on Sunday. Like, let's take this down a notch. You know, he's like, oh, tomorrow. So today I made sure he wasn't fucking rolling. He He's like just drilling and chilling out and stuff like that. So, dude, it's they're, they're competitors. Like, I like the fire, but like you said, we got to make sure we don't slip on banana peels. Like, I was trying to set up a match between uh, Ferriola and Emil Fisher on this card. And, like, Ferriola's a good dude. He likes to compete a lot. And he signed up to do a tournament the day before mine. And I'm like, okay, dude, this isn't like anything against you, but I'm not bringing someone in from out of state for you to compete against if you're competing literally one day before. Not that I think you're going to like lose or like get your arm broken, but you could slip on a banana peel walking yep. to the cage and yep. then I'm fucked, you know? So like, it's, it's just craziness, you know? You get these guys. Yeah. Uh, well, I also get John Combs, and I don't know what kind of strength yeah. and training regimen you have him on, but... When I saw him, what's that? Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a part of the commercial that we do where I like say, I go, uh, you know, it's perfect for those and you won't pop on a test. Wink, ADCC competitors. <laughs> and I'm like, of all tournaments, I had somebody go, why would you pick that one? I was like, well, you can do it, but I like the people who pretend like they don't do it. Uh, but anyway, that doesn't really affect John Combs. John Combs. When I went to go say hi to him after his last tournament, he was out here in California. Yep. And I said, hey, when you're done, let's grab, you know, either some food or some drinks. Because he's one of the few idiots that is, like, in my inner circle of people that I go, oh, if he's in town, I want to see you. Like, kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, obviously, you competed, so we're not training. Let's grab food. And he's like, yeah, man, let's definitely get together and train or food. Yeah, man. So then he tells me, he goes, yeah, we're at this bar. And I go, okay, let me let me get over there. A man greets me, and his arms are so much more swole than the last time I left him. But he's trying to attack me and get double unders at a restaurant. And I go, John, you got to give it a rest. We're amongst civilians. Like, you know what? This is what happened. He's surrounded by Gino and I, who are on testosterone. So, like, he's rolling with us all the time. 
and now he's getting the after effects of it but really what it is is he's living with gino and gino was a uh he was a finalist on master chef i think it was mm-hmm. it's it's the one where those guys are like on the come up and they're doing it so gino's a great cook so oh, no. john is just and like he cooks but he cooks healthy so john is just eating fucking red meat vegetables john is on a different fucking level right now like I'm, I'm honestly trying to get him to go up with the class i want to see him at 185 hell i want to see him at fucking 205 like he's getting yeah. big and like as you get older you know like i'm trying to tell these guys like the speed just goes up for these guys. You're slowing down. Let's move up weight class. Like, yeah. say what you want about him as a person, but look at Wagner, man. Like, he put on some weight, and, like, he's doing better because he's no longer the slow guy in the division. I like the idea that you said, say what you will about Wagner, and I don't know that other people will because you already have. So, yeah. I love that. That's the setup. Say what you will about Wagner, and I have, question mark. <laughs> um, Josh, so we were talking about this off air yep. and I think you, you made me have to ask you this question because you implied that you didn't know how to answer it. So now it just makes me want to do it because now we're live and on air. I need cool. you to pick a winner for this <sighs> tournament. Who's winning this tournament? Because you've got a lot of really good people who normally win other tournaments. So it yep. stands that a lot of them have good ability to win. And I want them to give you shit when they don't win. Yeah. Someone wins over them. Dude, it's crazy because I had to message. I messaged Jay Reglabudo. I messaged Mo, and I got their thoughts on like the seating of this bracket because it's just it's so stacked, and there's so many inner stories about this. Like, so many guys have wins over each other in this bracket. It just comes down to who performs on that day. You know, like Dan Martinez has win wins over Hunter and Devonte Johnson. You know, Devonte. Savage, I'm, I know he's got wins over these guys in this bracket. El Monstro's got to win over Giancarlo, you know? So if I had to pick, like, the two favorites, it's got to be Giancarlo and Devontae, you know? But with that being said, Dan Martinez is a problem this rule set. Hunter Colvin is a savage, you know? And his his uh, experience in EBI overtime has gotten a lot better, so he could be a problem this rule set. Then you also got Ryan Aiken down here, you know? Ryan Aiken is a combat jiu-jitsu world champion. You got Dan Martinez, who is a combat jiu-jitsu world champion. Um, El Monstro going to ADCC. Like, there's so many, like, monsters in here. And then you're also talking about, you got Quentin Rosenzweig, who can literally submit anyone. Like, if, if you get Quentin on the right day, like, he's got wins over Tex. He's got wins over, like, uh, really, Andre Porfirio. He's got wins over really high-level dudes. And then, like, you got your dark horses, like, Josiah Harrell. Um uh, Dude, I feel so bad because there's 16 guys that I got to remember. And in my opinion, everyone in the top eight can submit each other. But if I had to pick someone to win, like, it's hard because, like, I like all these guys, obviously. But there's something about competing in your hometown in a rule set that you're good good in under. I think Dan Martinez is going to squeak this one out if I had to make the choice. He's definitely not the favorite to win. He's not number one seed in my bracket, but he has the ability, he has the skill, and most importantly, he has the overtime game. He has the number one seed in your heart. You know that. Dan definitely... Well, think about this, though. Dan might be quasi-insulted that you didn't say you were thinking he would obviously win this. But Dan, if you said, you know what, you're the prettiest, he might go, okay. 
that's fine. I mean, Dan is probably, I mean, I don't know, Ryan, that's the real question. Who's Uh-oh. the most handsome in this bracket? You know, John Carlo's a good looking dude. Ryan Aiken's a good looking dude. Dan Martino's a good looking dude. Like, I'll tell you this much, though. I've interviewed them all, but none of them has stared more of a Bambi stare at me than Dan Martinez, especially when I'm in, like critiquing or talking about other things. Dan's always like, yo, man, totally cool. Totally cool. And I was like, Wait, what's up? And he's like, you you haven't complimented me yet. And I was like, uh, about what? <laughs> you know, like, it's what happens when pretty people are like, you haven't told me I'm pretty in a bit. It's like, bro, you're you're still pretty. You're you're still very, very pretty. You Do you want to oh, be called man. handsome or pretty? Because he's like, you can call me either. It's fine. It's like, all right, he just wants some attention. I love Dan so much because I think people do underestimate him and you're right in those tournaments in those formats he's shown he's very very sturdy and his jiu-jitsu game is so good Giancarlo a lot of momentum and I think didn't he just win uh, a tournament out in Texas out at the vow yeah uh, and make that uh, enigma I believe it is yep. so congrats to him on that uh, again even looking at El Monstro so Elder is somebody who if he makes it the grind that people don't like back he can pressure people into those wins that uh really become dogfights that i do like watching yeah and it's funny because like watching all monstrous matches you know like very wrestling heavy i would not expect him to be like really great in an ebi rule set but the thing is like he sent me a message when he got in this tournament, and he's like, I love the fact, cause we're, we're running it like EBI does where to get the full 10 grand, you have to sub everyone in regulation. Like, and he's like, I love that. I'm going to go in here and sub these guys. And I was like, Holy shit. Like, that's what I want to hear, man. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely, I, it's not very often you hear athletes go, I love having to work harder for my money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. Thank you. And like as a promoter, you're going, yep, me too. Sounds fun. Do hard work and thumbs up will happen. Uh, we get a couple <laughs> notes here. We'll return back to our conversation. It says, uh, I'm just coming for the beer, says Jiu-Jitsu Collective. Yeah, I would be too. And then I see the fans. And then I see Jiu-Jitsu Collective goes down with one more good one. And he says, Giancarlo is going to be hard to beat. I, I think that's the prevailing thought. And again, Giancarlo is active. So his yeah. recent performance against even J-Rod, it was fun to watch. I liked that match. Like, seeing East Coast and West Coast trials winners, I thought that was a really smart decision, especially when his original opponent fell through, and you think to yourself, okay, then, because Hunter didn't win this past weekend, Hunter has been focused, dude. I love looking at his Instagram. Normally, like, people's like, oh, I grind shit doesn't do a ton for me. But Hunter just has that look of, like, he's not going to crack a smile until you tell him he's won. And then he might go. But until then, his Instagram is just pure, like, yeah, trained. It was 102 degrees. Yeah, yep. I saw one the other day. It was, like, 110 in hell. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh God <laughs> like, and listen, man, we're here in Florida. Like, it's hot out here, too. But, like, it was not 110 down here. Uh-oh. Jiu-Jitsu Collective came in with a problem here. And it says, okay. most handsome competitor, unfortunately, will have to be Justin Smith. Now, I recently interviewed Steve. Uh, Steve's Steve a good-looking guy, Joachim. too. I can't believe I fucking, yeah. 
Well, he will definitely not let you live that down. We'll come back to him in a second. But it seemed like Jiu-Jitsu Collective heard what we were saying about other dudes, a.k.a. Dan Martinez, and said, whoa, that's an insult to Justin, and I won't stand for it. So I need Jiu-Jitsu Collective, while we're talking about this and talking about some other shit, tell us why you believe we aren't acknowledging his handsomeness because i don't get why people felt the need to chime in on that one i thought that might be a throwaway joke and here we are still talking about it and yet when he when he does i have my answers because justin is a very handsome man we'll, we'll uh, talk about that okay later. okay we'll, we'll uh, give him a second to type out his response here because uh not very often do people get called out during live telecast but that is the beauty of watching one of my shows josh Okay, talk to me about Steve. Steve won a qualifier. So it seemed like you were doing some qualifiers at some different locations. How did that come yep. about? And and I know that's something that's been in the works for you, but just seeing it happen live, like seeing that there was almost a West Coast version of this as well, uh, you had that on over for uh, Joachim. And I think, was that the Sogi Invitational that he yeah. won that at? Yeah, he won it at Sogi. Uh, we did three qualifiers. We were supposed to have a fourth, but uh, some things happened with the uh, Arizona one that didn't happen. Uh, so we had Sogi in the Northeast, Twisted Church in Ohio, and then we ran one here in Sarasota. So, like, for me, the thing with some of these bigger tournaments is, like, whether we like it or not, there's always favoritism in jiu-jitsu. I play favorites. Flo plays favorites. EBI, everything, you know. So I want to give the opportunity for guys who think they deserve – a spot in these brackets to win their way in or on the other side we also have sponsor invites now so like there's three ways into my tournaments you can get invited by me you can win a qualifier and that's tough like you gotta pay an extra fee you gotta go through win your guys and then we'll fly you guys in that that's your little reward for winning the qualifier or if you really believe in yourself get your sponsor to pay for a sponsorship and they get an invite as part of part of that as well uh steve won the soaky qualifier he subbed everyone in regulation so like real happy to have steve in here savage motherfucker uh great leg locks and great back control his ebi game is really good too so like he's definitely a problem in this bracket especially if some of these guys and this is the great thing about the ebi rules is you get these guys like we have so many world champions in this bracket so many guys that are going to adcc but if they haven't been studying the ebi overtime game a guy like steve can take you out i would agree with that and so what people may not know i'm not sure if they've seen the preview episodes um, because what we do is, yes, you have 30 days before you can see it. If you're not a member, hide that page backslash grappling or no big deal. But uh, we do put up 10-minute preview episodes. So we did put up 10 minutes of Steve talking about the tournament. And what I liked about Steve was we didn't go through the normal bullshit of him saying, like, oh, man, it was so hard. He was like, I'm going to be real with you, Raph. It was not hard at the Sogi Invitational. But I know how hard it's going to be at the Sapatero. And I like that honesty of him saying, like, hey, listen, this is a great opportunity for me. I know what it is. I know how hard it is. I want that. And I think that honesty was refreshing to me in an interview format where I'm so used to being like, oh, man, I really grinded hard. And, you know, it might be somebody like Keith who's like, oh, man, that was really close. And I was like, you wasted everybody in less than two minutes. That was not hard. Dude, Keith bodied everyone in literally less than two minutes. Like, <laughs> right. It was an eight-man bracket. It was three matches, three subs in under two minutes. Like, I like that, too. I like the fact that Steve's like, yeah, I fucked those guys up. It was easy, you know? Like, And he was like, the- 
he was telling me, he's like, no disrespect to those guys, but like, let's be real. It's going to be a whole different world when you've got the people that are in that bracket. And he starts naming yeah. off them. And, you know, he was telling me off air too, how happy he is about it. And I think he knows the responsibility of what it is. And I think little hidden gem here. I think there's something about competing on an event where Jay, his coach, will not only be there, but be an active person that will still be rooting for him and being like, hey, listen, you know, when Jay goes to commentate these things, we need to make this a standard. He needs to be able to coach and do the commentary if he's able to do that load. I think ADCC is a little harder. I know they have the dumb rule that says you can't do both. I think you should make the exception for when he is not coaching and is available because I like to think that everything that I do on the West Coast, he does on the East Coast and much more. And I'm like, dude, he is that version of me that we feel a kinship. So every time we see each other, we talk, it's always like, hey, man, am I going to see you here? And I'm like, I'm not doing that one. He's like, oh, man, I really want to see you. So with me and him, I'm rooting for him. But to know he is still the guy who still coaches these guys who are elite level is like, I wouldn't want to miss that. There's a reason why now you're hearing on the UFC. They're like, ooh, Dean Thomas, where did you show up from? And uh, I got to tell you, I think that it is cool. He will be commentating your event, and I'm very much looking forward to the big man himself. Yeah, I love me some Jay Reclabuto, and uh, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know how hard it is to get good commentators. Like, I went that, that third coast route for a little bit where we're just, like, drinking buddies, having a good time, listening to the matches, and, like, there's there's – what I've realized is like you need to have that, but in like the fight companion format. So like we're gonna have a fight companion with this event where it's gonna be me and my best friend Matt. Like it's a country bar. We're gonna be sitting there drinking beers, watching the matches, and it's gonna be free to listen to. You can either listen to Jay and Gino's great professional commentary, because there's people that want that, but there's also the people that want that that fun, like, okay, listen, jujitsu could be a little boring. I'm gonna call that shit out, it's boring, you know. But going back to Jay, like, I'm so happy to have Jay on this, man. Like, he's you and Jay are, like, the, the premier commentators in the sport, in my opinion. Like, hopefully next time we get you both on this one. But, like, I'm going to give him that opportunity to coach Steve if he wants to. Uh, I'm sure he's going to want to. But the cool thing about this is, like, we have this weird connection now where, like, okay, John moved down here. He's living down here who training with us. Steve comes down from time to time to train with us. Keith is part-time down here too so it's like that studio 84 crew that when that disbanded like they all went their separate ways but they kept that tie you know yeah. and that that's really special you know and especially now that jay's not coaching as much like he's really focusing on the, the commentating it's cool to be able to bring kind of like the band back together and let them all hang out and have them all part of this event it's gonna be gonna be a great time i will be honest with you when studio 84 did close one of my first thoughts was okay that's a lot of talent that's kind of fallen under the rug here. And yeah. then my second thought was I heard some of them were going to find their way to you. And I go, you know what the nicest part about them coming to you, if I am supposed to pay you a compliment here, is that I'm like, at least they're going to get taken care of. Like, you know where other people yeah. you may not know. Like, you wish the best for them. But I was like, Josh will make sure that they're taken care of. They can eat. They can sleep. They can train. Like... Yeah. As opposed to some of these guys where they're top tier talent and then you hear something like, um, yeah, so uh, I lived in a shack and uh, I was just coaching and then sometimes they pay me and sometimes they didn't. And you go, what the fuck? 
Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, uh, so I, I felt very good about that. Um, I would say, though, that for LeDuc, for you to take care of these guys, it's, it's a big responsibility, too, because they're not just, like, some random dudes who show up at, like, a couple events that need tournaments. You're talking Keith at ADCC, uh, John Combs at ADCC competitor, Steve Joachim, all the talent, youthful, a lot of potential, and strong as fuck. So you know that kid could go far if he has the right direction. So all those guys, I think, uh, even though they go their different ways and they come back and they reunite, when they get together, it is fun to see. So I'm very excited about that. And by proxy, even uh, J-Rod 2.0, if you would, because Dude, that kid, I'm so proud of him. And, and I think he's got not only the right attitude, but like he's going to be a quiet assassin in two years. Like, he's already at a level that is elite for our sport, which is incredible for only 18 months of training. But still, you get that look when you look at him and say, mm, we haven't even hit it yet, huh? Dude, it's crazy because I uh, reached out to J-Rod by being in this bracket. And he was just a little too small for this one. Yep. But, uh, like, just the fact that we could have had all those guys back together. And, like you said, that he's he's got so much potential. And, like, like you're saying, it's going to take another year to two years before it comes out. And, like, this is no disrespect to, like, Nicky Rod at all. But, like, J-Rod's got something a little different, you know? Like, Nicky Rod, not that he doesn't uh, progress, but J-Rod is dangerous in every position. Nicky Rod has this thing that he likes to do. Like, great wrestling, great body lock passing. He wants to get on top of you and smash you and kill you. Great for ADCC rules. But J-Rod, man, he's fucking everywhere he's getting on your back he's buggy choking he's got good wrestling and i think the fact that he's so new in the sport and he's so young too gives him that uh that lack of fear that lets him experiment and i think we see as these guys get a little bit older a little bit more set in their ways they don't keep that creativity so if nikki or sorry jay can jay. keep progressing the way he is and keep that creativity like he's gonna be a bad motherfucker and i want to say even though i think it's you know it's not fun to watch those things uh, for him, but him losing on that who's next probably might have been one of the best things to happen to him yeah, because 100%. I think it motivated him in a different way because, you know, I had the honor of interviewing him after he got the ADCC bid, but then I could connect what I saw from the show and I saw like, oh, I see why this meant so much to him. I could see even the interview that I did with him clues or things that kind of made sense to me like oh okay i've interviewed a person they've talked like this before or they've said this before but with him it was like oh i see why this mattered or i see why you were able to in your brain redeem yourself even though to the rest of us it's kind of like yeah dude we, we get the sense that you're good at this but for him and wanting such high expectations of yourself and having a brother like that's a lot of pressure that only maybe the Tackets understand or like a very yeah. few set of brothers who, yeah, you might win other tournaments, but like this is a very difficult thing to do. If your brother won ADCC trials and you're trying to do it as well, you might sit there and go, I don't know that I will. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like there's something you said there, like we don't like seeing them lose, but, and I know we got a hard out. So this is like one of the things I wanted to get to, uh, with the Sapatero and what I'm trying to do with these tournaments, like there needs to be a loser, you know, like and that's the unfortunate part 
of combat sports is like there's gonna be a loser no matter what no matter how much we like these guys someone's got to win and someone's got to lose and we have to be okay with that like chill Sutton has had like a great bit where he was talking about these are the rules we accept there's a winner and there's a loser and if you go back to like the pride era the japanese they have a really uh a deep connection with that they have the respect for the winner and they have the respect for the loser they want these guys to go out and entertain go out on their shield and like that's what i'm trying to to put out here with these events now like it's kill or be killed nobody wants to see you go out there and stall like i don't care if you lose like if you lose and you put on a show i'm gonna take care of you i'm gonna keep bringing you back you know like you're gonna keep getting opportunities and i mean i'm seeing it more and more as a shift in just kind of the culture of jiu-jitsu right now like who's number one's doing it like mike sears like had that that talk a while back after some of those guys had really boring matches i mean we don't need to say their names but he started changing to these guys that want to go for it you know so that's what we're looking for we're looking for guys that want to come for the kill you're going to get paid more if you go for the sub you know like i'm still going to take care of those guys that who might be going out on their shield and taking some L's. Like, uh, a perfect example, we got this local kid. His name is Jameson. He's 120 pounds soaking wet. He's a brown belt. He lost every single match on my show. Like, he lost, like, nine matches in a row. But I kept bringing him back because he's entertaining as fuck, you know? And our last show, the qualifier down here, he got a nasty inside heel hook in the quintet. And the whole crowd went insane because they'd seen this kid get the shit kicked out of him. And he competes like 185 pounds up doesn't matter he doesn't care he'll go up and down being at 120 pounds they saw this guy lose nine matches in a row and then come out here and get an inside heel hook and just the that moment for him that moment for the crowd like that's what we're trying to create and you don't get that moment without guys who are willing to go out there and take l's you know so like there's got to be that kind of respect for for everyone and just the willingness to go for it you know I think you hit it with the uh, the Japanese, especially, dude. When I watch Japanese or any kind of Asian pro wrestling, the yeah. amount of polite claps that happen, like they let the scene happen. And I'm thinking, as a storyteller, that's so amazing. But you saw it in Pride. You saw it in all these fighting organizations where they would give respect to the loser. And you'd think to yourself, that doesn't always happen. Like, it's not like we bring them out at the Super Bowl and go, ah, Falcons, you know, you had us. And then, ah, you know, things came up. But applause for you. Like, we go, yo, you fucked up and you fucked up bad. But at least the difficulty of this, though, in mixed martial arts is I always feel like people, when they put on a show, you got to give them their due and... I've said it as a promoter. I've said it as an interviewer. I will continue saying this forever. I don't care if you win or lose, but if you give me a good show, don't be surprised if you hear from me because yeah. even though you may not want to talk to me at that time, I guarantee you by the time you're done talking to me, I might make you see something that you didn't see or that you weren't ready to see yet. And I think that that's the beauty of being a, a true fan of this, but, uh, somebody who's got perspective and i think that's the one thing i offer to a lot of athletes which is hey listen dude i'm not telling you i can fix your half guard game i might be able to i don't know depends how bad is it 
But with a lot of them, they get so down on themselves because they didn't hit their primary objective that you go, that's cool. Maybe you didn't, but don't ignore what you did well because then you're not going to hit your primary objective the next time. So why are we going to waste our time pretending like you're not good and get straight to what do you need to fix and how do we fix it? So that's uh, something that I try to say. And I want to give a, a shout out here because another friend of the show, Brandon McCatherine, is chiming in, <clears throat> a fellow promoter, beloved human being, one of the nicest guys in the entire world, love seeing the PGF. I actually called it the PGL, and I had a guest that had to tell me, they're like, you know that's the fighting organization. I was like, oh, right. Shit. Yeah. I, uh, Brandon's, I love him. Sweetheart, great guy in the game. Also a phenomenal commentator for EBI and stuff like yes. that. Uh, but when I hear PGF, it brings me back to, uh, you said PGL. That's uh, up in New Jersey. I remember if, if you want to go old school, like that <laughs> is one of the original like super fight shows. I actually had a match on there when I was a blue belt, but like Tom DeBlas, Gary Toner, and Eddie Cummings, Gordon Ryan, Drew Puzon, Rustin Chiziev, all those guys came from that show. So uh, yeah, every time I hear PGF, I think about that. Shout out to Brandon. Shout out to the guys in the Northeast. Also, uh, Joe Selecki. That interview just went up. Selecki, yeah. Selecki was just talking about how he's putting together a tournament now called All In Grappling, which, by the way. Nice. I love that name because it's casino-themed and I'm a gambler. But when I heard he had it, I almost told him, like, I don't know if I allow you to have this name. Like, like you don't strike me as a guy who goes to a casino, Joe Selecki. You strike me as somebody that I might bet on at a casino. Uh, it probably <laughs> makes some good coin off of. But uh, he was talking about that that uh, PGL as well, where he's like, yeah, it was the first experience. And what he said in that was, he's like, you know what? I think in small part, maybe large part, he goes, that experience of getting those first reps in front of a crowd, learning what it feels like to be under lights, under pressure, contributed to me becoming an MMA fighter. And I thought, what a great compliment. So now him, yourself, are continuing to pay that on and really make sure that other people get those experiences. So I am a fan of that. I do want to go over a few things. So as I mentioned, that interview just went up. You can find it now available on YouTube for free. But tomorrow, Steve Joachim's interview goes up live. So we've already talked about him being in this tournament. We've talked about everybody else. Uh, we did get a note that says Justin Smith will show up with his Caribbean glow. So Jiu-Jitsu Collective. And we appreciate you. For coming on and becoming a uh, subscriber. We just got Jiu-Jitsu Collective as a subscriber right now. So thank you. Let's do this. Josh. <clears throat> so you will be busy on Sunday. I appreciate that. Uh, I see here Dave Bever. And he said, hey guys, can't wait to see you in Florida on Sunday. Tell Josh Dave Bever said hello. Pumped for the show. 100 Four fire emojis. I'm sorry, three fire emojis. So, listen, four. Dude, people are excited for this tournament. I can see why. I know you always put together good things, but let's say I'm on the fence because this yep. is a pay-per-view one. So yep. I need you to tell me why I need to give you the monies to watch this. I mean, if you don't see the bracket and that doesn't make you want to spend the money, one, you're fucking retard. But... <laughs> Two. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Let's try that again. If you could no, do me a like solid <laughs> and not use, you, you were just talking about like what's going to get people canceled. Oh, uh, you know, rap. Canceled. It's hard to watch you, other people. Listen, and then you're like, you, 
You know what, Beyonce? <laughs> you, I'm gonna do you one better. I'm gonna get an ableist slur in here, and I'm gonna have Khalees after me next week. That's I've the been new so sport. Good on this one, I had to get one in. All right, all right. If you don't back to you, wide shot. Bracket, if you don't see that bracket and doesn't want to make you spend the twenty bucks, you're in the wrong sport. All there right, but. One thing that we didn't talk about, right? Some of these matches, like we got a quintet undercard. That's quintet's always oh. a fire event, so that's great. You know, those guys are locals; they're going for it. But the the super fights on this card. First, Justin Smith versus Chris Choate. Justin Smith, handsome motherfucker. He's from my affiliate down in St. Croix. This dude is like in his forties, but listen, he was on the original Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl team. All right, so this guy is an athlete. He's a purple belt, loves to come out and wrestle, loves to put on a show. Chris Choate's one of uh, Kevin Gallagher's blue belts, subbed all the guys to the finals of the South qualifier before losing uh, in the last seconds. This guy's a monster, up-and-comer, so you got Young Buck versus Old Lion in there. Then we got Emil Fisher versus Sean McCleary, two guys who are going to go at it. Sean McCleary is going to come into Emil's game, and he's not going to try to stall him out. You know, So this is going to be a fun one. That one's not going overtime. The sub there is going to be vicious. Jim Allers versus John Combs. Right there, we've got two guys that are going to go head-to-head, also not going to overtime. Neither one of those guys stalls. And then main event, I can't believe this is now like the only time we – we just got to this, you know, like Kevin Gallagher, they're going to be so mad at me. Like Kevin Gallagher loves hearing his voice. You know that he loves hearing his name. If we waited 30 minutes to talk about Kevin Gallagher versus Bobby Emmons, this alone is going to be why people attend because one, there's a real chance we might see someone break a hip. Okay. Two, these guys, they are going to go for the sub, right? Bobby does not like overtime. Kevin does not like overtime. There's something about guys in their 40s, and, you know, I don't know if it's a lack of cardio, but they don't want to grapple for 10 minutes, you know? Like, they are going to go at it, and they're going to try to finish each other in the first five minutes. Kevin's there. He's sold more tickets than anyone. Like, this event is sold. It's packed. There's going to be over 300 people there. Like, hometown crowd for Kevin Gallagher, and Bobby Evans is coming in here trying to rip his foot off. So, like, if that doesn't get you excited, Bobby Evans, Kevin Gallagher, Jim Allers, John Combs, Emil Fisher, Sean McCleary, like those three right there, that's worth the pay-per-view. Then you throw on the bracket, Devontae Johnson, Giancarlo, El Monstro, Hunter Colvin, Ryan Aiken, Dan Martinez, Quentin Rosenswig. I could keep going. Like it's it's going to be a good time. So $20, Sunday, August 7th, my birthday. I don't want to be bored, so you're not going to be bored. 5 p.m. Wait, you're making these gladiators fight for your birthday? Yeah, that was kind of like the whole reason. I was like, you know what? Like <laughs> it's my birthday. I'm going to like – you know, take a giant risk and either be really happy or really sad on my birthday, but I won't be bored. See, what you should say now that you mention it like that, I don't think the birthday will sell the guys to work harder for you. They probably don't care much for you. But, yeah, but okay. But you should use that as a selling point for the alternate stream commentary because if there's any reason you would want to celebrate by drinking and really promote that, I would say that's the, the big selling point is to be like, oh, hey, you could listen to this alternate stream because I'm going to say some stuff on that one because I'm definitely drinking. You want to hear something else, too? I had a concussion last week, and I'm on antibiotics right now. So I have not had a drink in two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) So we're about to get silly. I'm so glad that you told me this at the end because (laughs) (laughs) you just casually slide it in as we're rounding third, and you go, oh, BT Dubs definitely got a concussion. Might have forgotten that we set up this interview, but... Eh, whatever. You know, it happened. Listen, 
it is the life of being a promoter. Like, oh, I mean, I, I guess that's not a promoter, but you know, I'm a, <laughs> I run, I run myself to the red line real hard. A lot of these times concussion last week, took the week off drinking pneumonia came back this week on antibiotics tomorrow, probably my first drink in like two weeks. And then come Sunday, yeah, you're going to want to listen to that alternate commentary because it is going to get a little silly. I love it. Uh, Dave Bever says, man, Josh, just let it fly, my guy. Mike dropped such a sick card start to finish. Shout out to Dave, Twisted Church. He ran our qualifier, uh, the Midwest in Ohio, and they have a great $10,000, 155 division coming up in October. So yes. that one, that one's nasty. And then it says Revolution Fitness. It's awesome to see that Josh has been in the game this long and hasn't sold out to anyone. There's a reason for that. Supporting this event and supporting the athletes directly. That's what's up, Revolution Fitness. Love to hear it. Love to see it. You know, Josh, one of the things that we will be fully disclosing on this is uh, scheduling-wise, we didn't make it happen for me to come out this way. Obviously, you have my support. You have... Uh, my interest, and uh, depending on who wins, I'm, I like most of these guys, so I don't think there's going to be yeah, somebody dude. who wins that I don't want to interview, but they should expect to get a message from me as the winner of this, and we will give them their time to shine, so I will make sure to follow up with uh, whoever ends up winning, because we want to keep this momentum going, man. We we see so much that you've done already, and what you've told me off-air on where you see this going is something that we want to continue to plug and push. So I think what people have to understand is if they're not supporting you, if they're not giving you that love, it can't go further and athletes can't get those moments. And every time you think to yourself, oh, ADCC will take care of it. ADCC happens twice, twice this year. You get the qualifiers and the actual ADCC and that's it. And I got to tell you, that's not sustainable for most athletes. So when we get tournaments like yours that give those previews and get so many competitors who have been at that top tier an opportunity to win more money, we really have to take care of those people. So let's continue to support you so that you can do the really, really cool shit that you have in mind. And hint, everybody, I know you're cheap as fuck, but my man's working on stuff to make it affordable for you if you support him and his athletes. So... Take that suggestion and understand he only asks for your money so that he can make things happen for people. Yeah, listen, like before we go, like I know we're hard out here in a second. You, This is the first time we are live on a pay-per-view through Facebook. So we're really hoping this is going to uh, reach out to a lot of people. Like pay-per-view numbers are consistently good with these bigger tournaments that we run. But the fact that it's going to be on Facebook with the Facebook integration, like – it's going to be very difficult for anyone to pirate. It's 20 bucks. Like, it's going to get out there to a lot of people. And, like, everyone knows, like, I'm coming up on seven years doing this stuff. The amount of money I made on this is minuscule, right? This all goes back into the athletes. It's really a labor of love and probably more, like, sadistic, you know? Like, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. Like, I've ruined my liver early on. Like, the stress of running these things is tough. I've I've learn to handle it a lot better and as you, you're gonna see this time it's gonna be the best show we ever run we got a sold out crowd like there's standing room only at this venue we have everything in line for a great pay-per-view this is the best internet connection anywhere we've ever been we got overlay guys we got five different camera angles we got professional commentators walkouts it's gonna be fire so i'm excited guys catch it sunday that's what's up josh Very proud of you. Looking forward to eventually coming out and doing one of those in the future. But in the meantime, I want people to go support. I'm going to say bye to you off air. 
guys, Sapatero, that is happening this Sunday. Do not miss it. You want to check it on the Facebook. Go to their Facebook. Find out how you can go ahead and give them support. It's 20 bucks, and let's get behind them. So much love to you, sir. I will see you in a bit, but thank you so much for coming on today, my man. Thanks, Ralph. All right, as I close this bitch up, I'm going to say a few things. Number one, if you aren't a supporter of The Grappling Hour, ta-da, this thing, do me a solid. Become a subscriber right now on our YouTube page or give us a like and a follow on any of those Twitter or, I don't know, Facebook, Instagram, at Grappling Hour. It's very easy to find us. Second, and this is big, if you want to be the first to see the interviews that I do, that means 30 days before they go up on our YouTube page, I need you guys to go over to high.page backslash grappling hour. Give us a like and a follow there as well. If you become a member, not only do you get early access to my interviews, but if you become a premium member, you get to see exclusive shit like tape study where I watch important matches with athletes. We did one with Ethan Cronston. We did one with Joe Selecki, and we have also done one with UFC fighter Gabe Green. Those are really, really cool and informative. We also do extra episodes not available anywhere else, etc., etc. Those are my plugs. I also want to say one last thing, which is please support this event. You guys know I don't make you watch events unless I really think that they're worth your time, thus us going live today. We wanted to make sure you were informed about it. But before I get on out of here, I also want to give another plug and love to our good friends over at BioPro Plus. Again, BioPro Plus. Go support them. If you want to pick up non-synthetic HGH that will make you faster, leaner, smarter, I can't say that. I think actually that's the one thing I'm not supposed to say that it will actually do. But in theory, it will make you smarter because you used it. Ah, that's why we justify it. Go check them out. Here's a commercial. That's going to do it for us here today. It's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you back on the mats. The thing that I love about BioPro the most, within 30 minutes, I just feel more energized. I feel more wild, and I feel like fucking getting after the day. So I started trying BioPro, and honestly, the long and short of it is I feel like a fucking animal. I fight and grapple with 20-year-old kids every day. I attribute a lot of that to BioPro. Go try it today. Go get yourself some BioPro. Now that I've been on BioPro for a long time, I'm a full believer. My name is Dustin Baker, and I'm creator of BioPro Plus. Here's the deal, guys. Your human growth hormone is going to decrease. You can't stop it. That's where BioPro Plus comes in. BioPro Plus is the first ever 100% non-synthetic alternative to human growth hormone treatments. No needles, no nasty side effects, at a fraction of the cost. And guess what? No doctor visits. You can get BioPro Plus right online and ship directly to you super fast. Physicians and users have reported crazy fast workout recovery, enhanced metabolism, energy, focus, and even better sex. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, then head over to bioproteintech.com today before your competition does.